It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart. Coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Whenever you're listening, I hope you're doing all right today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria, an Italian restaurant located on St. Simon's Island in Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. Oh, give my man a call, 912-268-2328, 912-268-2328. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simon's to get an authentic Italian meal. And speaking of Sal, I know he's ready to put his headset and mic on because he's sitting here staring at the camera. But anyway, today's show is also being brought. <laughs> See, Sal, Sal's so glad that I actually have a camera shot on him. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My book, my book. Tom Molyneux, From Bondage to Baddest Man on the Planet, is available right now where all good books are sold. And you can get a copy of it right now while you're watching or listening to the show. Uh, just go to uh, barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Find out why I'm so adamant uh, about getting Tom Molyneux's story told. Um, you know, I, before we start off, I, I want to give a shout out to my man, George Russell. And uh, I, I want to thank him. Uh, it, we're being added to a new uh, radio station in Nashua, New Hampshire, uh, WSMN fifteen. Uh, I'm sorry, fifteen ninety. Uh, check it out because you can uh, you can watch uh, this radio station uh, online. If you're not in the uh, uh, listening area, uh, just go to uh, WSMN fifteen ninety dot com and uh, do me a favor. Go check it out. And tell Big George Russell, Billy C says, hey, and uh, that you're going to be uh, tuning in and uh, watching and listening to our show. He, he's only going to be airing it at first for once a week, uh, so we will be giving him our, uh, our blast from the past uh, version of the show and uh, some other stuff. Uh, so hopefully uh, they'll uh, squeeze us in. We'd we'll, we'll love to be on there five days a week. But WSMN 1590, another new affiliate. Uh, for our show and uh, uh, you know I, I also want to make one thing perfectly clear um, you know I was checking out some comments you know and and I know we we stream on YouTube and I know we have um, you know not a huge audience on YouTube uh, but uh, but we definitely have a presence on YouTube and, and I, I got to be honest with you the the fans and and no disrespect to, to some of you guys that are on YouTube that like the show but there's a lot of young people that don't like the show and they make these ignorant statements like Billy C's bad for boxing. Billy C hates American fighters. Billy C, you know, no, no, you guys don't listen. You see, this is the problem with the youth of today. You guys don't listen. 
You don't listen to what I say. I never said I didn't like the United States fighters. I said I don't like their approach with, you know, uh, all they care about is the money. I like the UK and European fighters because they're real fighters. They're throwback fighters. It's not all about the money. The problem with a lot of the young people today, specifically YouTubers, uh, is that you guys drank the Kool-Aid bullshit from Floyd Mayweather. You know, Floyd Mayweather, hey, the guy was a talented fighter, no question about it, but wasn't the best ever. And if you think he is, I feel sorry for you. And speaking of Mayweather, I want to know what, what is it with the Mayweathers? Why do they beat up women? Why did the Mayweathers beat up women? Apparently, Floyd Mayweather Sr., Papa Mayweather, uh, has pled not guilty to the assault charges uh, that were in the news the other day. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, it's been alleged that uh, he uh, uh, beat the hell out of a woman on, on the night of the Triple G uh, Canelo Alvarez fight in Vegas on September 16th. Uh, apparently, uh, there was a warrant for his arrest. He turned himself in yesterday and uh, said not guilty. Um, his version is that uh, the woman is just trying to get something out of him. Uh, but let's make no mistake, uh, Papa Mayweather has a history of, uh, of, of battering women, uh, just like his son, uh, who did time for it. So, I mean, come on. I, I just wonder, you know, here are two guys, and, and Floyd Sr. Uh, was a terrific fighter in his day, too. Uh, I, I just, I just want to know why they feel they have to beat up on women. I mean, here they are, you know, in, in, in arguably, uh, you know, the, 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 the toughest sport in, in the world, and, and they step in the ring and they, and they fight men. They, they, they spar and train hard. You know, why do they got to beat up women? I don't understand it. You know, does it make you feel macho? I don't get it. I don't get it. And, and, and obviously, it's a problem, you know, uh, not only for, for Floyd Sr., but Floyd Jr. You know, I don't know about the other Mayweathers. I know Jeff, I, you know, Jeff Mayweather is probably uh, the most uh, grounded of all of them. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my question is, why did the Mayweathers feel they got to beat up women? Joining me right now uh, is uh, my man uh, Sal Rocky Senecola. And, and, yeah, you got your headset on. You got the mic ready. Uh, good thing I was watching you. But, uh, yeah. you know, I just don't get it, man. I, I don't understand what it is. Now, 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 with all due respect, it's alleged, and uh, Papa Mayweather has, has pled not guilty, so he'll have his day in court. But, um I just don't understand it, man. I mean, can't they find something better to do with their hands? Maybe go in the bathroom and beat one off. I, I don't know. I don't know. But what do you think? <laughs> Did I just say well, that? I, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I, after that, I don't know what to say. But I'm <laughs> no, gonna but, say this. So what's your thoughts, no, Al? There is no reason in the world any man should ever raise a hand to a woman. And, you know, I'm not being sexist by that. I'm not being uh, – it's just not right. You do not do that. Men are, are physically stronger. They're, they're, it, it, I don't even have to explain myself. You're taught from day one, well, uh, at least I was, that you never hit a girl. You never hit a woman. And you never do. And you never did. I've never in my life have ever raised any hand or, or, or gesture to a woman. And I never will. And it's, it's, not, it's not even in my uh, makeup or conception of how you can do that. I have, it's beyond my understanding. So when I hear there's smoke here or fire and that this is allegedly happening, it's, it's disgusting. It's just, it's just you, cannot, uh, you cannot make up any excuses for it. And uh, I, I don't know. We'll see how this pans out. But uh, it's a no-no. It's a I agree. I agree. It's, uh, it's pretty sad. 
that we even have to talk about it. But uh, no, it is. But anyway, um, uh, forget that. Uh, you know, there's a big fight this weekend: uh, Alexander Yusik uh, against Marius Breedis. Uh, it's uh, part of the World Boxing Super Series. I will uh, uh, break down that fight and give you my predictions a little bit later on the show. Uh, but Sal, what do you think about uh, us getting added to another uh, radio affiliate, uh, WSMN fifteen ninety uh, in New Hampshire, uh, Nashua, New Hampshire? Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking maybe Nashua is the biggest city in New Hampshire, but uh, uh, people could check it out. WSMN uh, 1590.com. What's your thoughts? I think it's fantastic, Bill. That's it. We start by one station, two stations, three stations, four, five. Well, we went there once before. Anyway, I think it's fantastic, Bill. And you know what? We have a great time doing this show, and uh, we have a lot of our our worldwide guest base that that uh, that has um, helped us achieve uh, whatever gains we are getting right now, and and it's all due to your hard work and mapping out and doing this show daily. Uh, people don't realize the hours and the time that you actually put into the show for you know, preparation. The, the, the truth of the matter is, is um, they make uh, number 30, 38, I think, uh, that we're on now. That's and, great. And, that and all, 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 all independent. Uh, we're, we're syndicated independently. So, um, but uh, but anyway, I, you know, I don't want to I don't want to uh, toot our own horn. But you know what I do want to do is, uh, I, you know, I, I was getting uh, criticized uh, yesterday uh, by some uh, Utes. Uh, I'm assuming they were Utes on uh, 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 specifically YouTube, and that's the only places that. You know, I ever see uh, real negative comments, and, and you know the funny thing is, I always say to myself, you know, people, you know, they have a they have they have a pretty easy way. If you don't like the show, don't watch it, right? I mean, I, you know, I mean, half the time they they uh, they they never miss a show, and all they want to do is complain. But but you know, I, you know, what bothers me, Sal, is I've never said that I don't like American fighters. I've never said that. I, what I don't like is. Their attitude towards the fight game, where you you have mentioned, and we talked about it specifically yesterday, you have mentioned that, you know, from years gone by, a lot of uh, the reason, I mean, let's make no mistake, just, and again, uh, something that you've said many times, you know, they call it prize fighting for a reason. I mean, uh, you know, you're fighting for money. I mean, we get it. But at some point in time, because boxing is the nature of what it is, two guys going at it, um you know pride and 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 you know proving you're the best by by doing you know is is really the ultimate and it just seems that the majority of american fighters now i think errol spence is is a uh is an exception terence crawford is an exception you know there are guys that seemingly want to make the fights happen but it seems like a majority of these guys are in it for one reason, and that's the money. They don't care about um, fighting the best. They they care about the biggest purse, which I understand. I, I'm not, never going to knock uh, someone for for trying to do the best they can, you know. But um, I, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's fair that that I get critic that I get blanketed in for suggesting that I don't I don't he doesn't like any American fighters because he, he all he does is talk about the Brits. But the Brits. They're willing to fight. I mean, you see these guys at a at a young point in their careers willing to step it up, and the fans seem more intelligent 
on the sport because they know that one loss, two losses, even five losses doesn't ruin a fighter's career. And I think that that's the big difference here. I think that the the powers that be here in the States feel that they can't sell a fight if a fighter has a loss. So the end result is they coddle the fighter. Just like we were talking about yesterday, that Robert Easter fight from this past weekend against Javier Fortuna, um, Easter didn't look all that spectacular, and he's a champion. Well, you're so right. And, and you know, it's not that, hey, listen, I, I love American fighters. And, and, you know, the thing is this, as I often make that reference to the yesteryear that uh, I was active in the 70s and 80s uh, uh, was a was a real, real special time, I believe, for a lot of my constituents. And, you know, I remember coming up uh, along the pathway. I mean, uh, Vinny Pazienza and I and Bobby Chez, we, we were like homegrown locally there. And and I mean, we would share a lot of our thoughts and a lot of our anticipation, a lot of our ideas, like, oh, I can't wait to fight this. Oh, I want to fight that. I don't want to, I can't. You know, we were jumping at the bit. We didn't we didn't question money. We didn't question anything about that. Cause we we just knew once we get to the top, or if you get to the top, everything else will follow. It's like that old book, uh, do what you love and uh, money will come or something like that. But the bottom line is, yes, you, it also has to be a balance. I mean, you have to be concerned and, and, and aware of what's going on monetarily in your career. Yes, but the bottom line, the drivers, uh, what, what means your incentive. What is it? Is the fire? Is it the money? That's a, hey, that's, that, that's a good driver. Is it is it the passion? Is it the glory? Is it the fame? Is it the 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 fulfillment of a, of a doing something that is so difficult and so hard that only a top percentage gets to do? It, it could be a lot of things, but whatever it is, you got to bite the bullet and you've got to say, hey, this is my driver. This is what my incentive is. I want to be the best. The bottom line is you got to chomp at the bit and you got to be willing to fight the very best out there. And that's the whole thing. That's the incentive. So it's not it's not so much the money, it's not so much this or that with, with American fighters. It's that you think, in my opinion, Bill, I'm not speaking for yourself, is that some some of the translation of the incentive has been lost or mulled by all the ancillary things that happen around a fighter's life or whatever the heck, where it should be the passion, hey, I want to prove I'm the best. Let's get in the ring with whoever is there, and I don't care what it takes. That's that. That's the old fire in the gut. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can't uh, – fighters have to be able to make a living, and, and I'm okay for that. But, like, for an example, recently, uh, Mikey Garcia. And and you know, and, and anyone that listens to the show knows I love Mikey Garcia. And Mikey Garcia has, you know, proven time and time again that, that you know, he's an elite fighter. Uh, but, yes – you know, he gets an opportunity to, to, to fight a big fight. They couldn't come up with money. They gave him more money to fight on X, X Network. I'm not going to, you know, plug the network or whatever. And he's fighting Sergi Lipinets. You know, and, and I'm saying to myself, okay, great. That's great for Mikey Garcia. He just landed an easier fight for more money. There you go, right? So, so I mean, how do you criticize, you know, a, a guy that was able to do that? But on the other hand... You know, what's it going to prove? Is there anyone out there that thinks, aside from Sergi Lipidit's family, that thinks that he's got a chance against uh, Garcia? Micah Garcia is going to, you know, beat him. I, I mean, we were talking about this yesterday. You know, 
boxing, what, what boxing needs is boxing needs the good fights. That's what keeps the fans hooked. You know, you want to set the hook and reel them in. You know, what they do is they set the hook and they play with them a little bit and they cut the line. You know, and then all of a sudden, oh, we got a, we got another one on. You know, let's let's play around a little bit. You know, and, and that's why you don't have those long-term fans. You have short-term fans. You know, you don't have, you know, we talk about other sports like football, baseball, etc. You know, you're born into that in a way. You know, your parents were, were fans of such and such team and, and next thing you know, most of the time you are. Boxing's not like that. It, very few people uh, get get roped into that sport. Sal, aren't you watching the time, man? I mean, yes, I, I was going to just yeah, hint to you. It's, yeah. it's one minute past. That's right. I know. Let's we got to go. take a break. Come man. on. Good thing I, I I'm supposed they, to be counting on Sal. For I looked at it two minutes ago. Jeez. I was just waiting for you to pipe Co- it out. All right, we'll be back in two. Billy C. We'll be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And... We're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us. And um, I, I, I don't know, Sal. You know, I mean, uh, the bottom line is I wish that uh, the fights would just happen. And, and uh, you know, there's no sense to marinate because after a big fight, another one will come up. And uh, I, I don't know. You know, I mean... Uh, people are always talking, oh, we got to get boxing back, you know, and, and, and it's a shame because the truth of the matter is, is I do believe that today's fighters um, are more athletic and, and they're bigger, they're stronger, all those things. Uh, it's just they're they're weaker mentally. That's what it is. I mean, I, you know, you can slice it and hide it and, and sugarcoat it any way you want, but we as a society have become weak, and that's why other countries are exceeding us when it comes to these types of sports, I'm sorry. That, that to me, it's the truth. Well, you have a, a a foundation of thought there. I mean, you know, we we've kind of cultivated a uh, how can I say this and 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 not uh, say too much. I think I think you know, it starts. Uh, it started 25 years ago with the participation program, or or. Or trophies, as you like to put, and like everyone's a winner. Everyone, no one, no one uh, wants to hurt feelings, and you know there can't be the superstars because they, and because there can't be any losers. So, you know, it's it's hard. It's 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 pure. It's bland. It's vanilla. And the bottom line is, even though vanilla is my favorite, it's uh it's uh it's not the breeding ground of what we used to have as far as fire in the gut to be the best. And uh, you know it, that that starts from an early age on, uh, in your mindset, in your upbringing, in your tutelage from coaches. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, there's coaches I had in my school system, in my sports program, that would not be allowed to coach today because they, they were too, how can I say, um, hey, you either do it or you don't, you get out and you sit on a bench. I mean, that's the, that's the mentality. But that's why we rose to the occasion. 
That's why we had to pull out our, our best from ourselves. And like I said, it's a mindset. It's a fight or flight syndrome. You're either going to well, whimper in like a little wallflower and say, ooh, ooh, ooh. Or you're going to say, hey, that, that's tough. I can do it. Let me, let, me, let me have more. Let me chew it up, spit it out, and come back for more. I don't care. You know, there's not that many of those that look at life today on those two spectrums or those two levels. So you're, that's why. You're 100% right. And, and the I thing know. is, is, you know, we're, we're, you can't, we don't want to have a winner or a loser. We start them kids off like that. And then, you know, you, you fast forward it to, uh, to, to, to boxing anyway, and they feel they can't market a guy uh, that, that has a loss. You know, and, and then you take it a step further and you don't even give the guy a chance to, to learn from a loss. You know, the, the, old, the old saying, you learn from your mistakes. You know, a loss is a mistake. You know, what'd you do wrong? What could you go review the, the, the film? What, what, what could you do better? Here, this is why you lost. You didn't hit, throw enough punches. You didn't, you didn't dodge enough. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Whatever the case is. You know, you don't get a chance to improve. You know, we're so afraid. You know, it, it's a joke. They're taught that nobody loses at a young age. And then if there's a loss, they don't know how to deal with it. So, so basically what we're doing is we're eliminating the, the teaching process of how to deal with failure. And, and, and failure is a part of life. It's a bad part of life. It's a sucky part of life, but it's part of life. You know? And if you can't learn with failure, if you can't learn how to deal with failure or, or you know, get back up on that horse... You know, this is why everybody's got to go see a shrink now. Everybody's so weak, you know. Hey, listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. You're talking about coaches that wouldn't be around today. There's a lot of professional coaches that wouldn't be able to coach in today's world because of all the wimpy-ass MFers that are that are out there. Um, but, but check this out. Up here, where I am in upstate New York, hockey's big, right? You know, so Absolutely. a lot of the high school teams have hockey. A lot of the high schools have hockey teams, et cetera, et cetera. There was a team, and I forget what school, but locally – because it was on the local news last night, that the hockey team lost, okay? The hockey team lost, and the t the coach punished the team for losing. They made them, uh, they didn't give them some kind of rights or whatever that they usually do. And do you know that the parents organized and went and protested and and are, are threatening to pull all their kids from the team because the coach decided to have some kind of you know, uh, reprimand, so to speak, yeah. to lose, you know, and, and, and I, you know, that uh, here, this, you, you don't get rewarded for losing. And the parents, this is a high school level. This isn't, this isn't, you know, five and six year olds where you, you can make an argument. This is a high school level. The parents don't even want their kids to, to suffer any kind of consequences uh, for losing, you know, so, I, you know, here we are bitching and moaning about boxers that don't want to lose their O. And, uh, and, and you got parents that are fighting a high school uh, because uh, uh, a hockey team lost and the kids lost some privileges. I, I, I don't I don't get it, man. It's sickening. You know, it, it, it is, you know, but that's the whole thing, too. You know, we had um, less participation from our parents versus supportive. They were supportive spectators. And this and that, and they uh, they didn't interfere. They 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 looked at you know their 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 child's development or lack thereof, and and dealt with it and lived with it. And like I said, you know I, I look at all the sports that I excelled in, and you know if you if you couldn't make the grade, you were cut. 
Right. <laughs> if you didn't do right, you were cut. It wasn't like, well, we'll we'll have you sit on the bench with a uniform and and uh, we'll give you some play time because you deserved it in this and that. No, if you couldn't do it, you weren't on the team. Exactly. And that's the, that's the whole thing. That, you know what? What's the matter? That was the whole spirit we were raised in. You know, you, you the best were the best. You had to be the best. We want to pick a baseball team. We want to do this. We want to be part of a football team. You know what? You got first string, second string, third string. And, you know, you got bench warmers. The bottom line is when a football team wants to win a high school game, they're going to put the best players in the game. Uh, listen, uh, you know, all teams that are at least – able to pick and choose should be able to pick and choose but uh should. anyway a couple of notes here i want to mention um a, a fight that I'm, I'm looking forward to uh ray beltran uh ranked at number one in the world by the uh, wbo uh in the uh, lightweight division uh it's finally going to get a shot uh at a world title because the vacant wbo lightweight title uh will feature uh ray beltran uh going up against uh uh, Paulus Moses uh, in Reno, Nevada on February 16th. Uh, I, I, I like this fight. And, and you know, normally I, I would say, well, you know, either of these names fighting a, a huge name isn't good. But when they fight each other and then the guy that emerges, even though he's a champion, um, will get some opportunities against bigger names. I like it. Uh, Paulus Moses is a former uh, world champion. Ray Beltran has fought some tough, tough fights uh, this guy uh, uh, was a longtime sparring partner for Manny Pacquiao. And uh, a lot of times you see two versions of him. But the last several versions of uh, Ramondo Beltran uh, has, uh, has all been good. So uh, congratulations to him and his team. Uh, this will be taking place in Reno on uh, February 16th. Um, another thing I wanted to mention. Remember the Contender Series, Sal? Yes, I do. It's returning. I yes, I do. Uh, it hasn't uh, uh, been... Uh, uh, on uh, television for over nine years, and it was announced the other day that uh, uh, it will re be returning uh, on Epic. Uh, Sixteen fighters are going to be di divided into two teams, train and uh, fight each other. Uh, the fighters have not been named, but uh, uh, I think uh, uh, I think that uh, it's a good thing. And let me tell you why I think it's coming back. I think it's coming back because of the success of all these boxing tournaments. You know, make no mistake, Sal. We love, and I say we, boxing fans love the tournament series. And the reason I loved it, and the reason why I love it, and the reason why I hope other fans do, uh, is because you, you have that I don't know who I'm going to fight factor. I just wish that all fighters had the balls to fight in a tournament. A lot of times you get the, the secondary and third thirdary, uh fighters uh, fighting, you know, to, to, to try to climb that ladder. But I like the tournament series. Uh, like we're going to be talking about a little bit later with the WBSS. Uh, I love it. What do you think? Oh, I, th I think it's great. I mean, you know, they're, 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 again, you know, you go back. I, I used to love wrestling and wrestling tournaments. Um, you know, we, we'd spend the whole weekend for the state championship, for a regional championship, for a district championship. And, you know, that, that was a way to, that the cream rose to the top. And, you know, you, you wrestle three matches a day or you do this. And same thing with boxing in the national AAUs or national Golden Gloves. It's exciting. You know, you fight a couple fights a day. You're eliminating this, that, and everything else. And you find out who's the best. And, um, no, I love a tournament series. I think it's great. And, uh, you know, you, 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 you're the luck of the drawer. You're going to fight whoever you got to fight. And you, there's no ifs, ands, and buts. 
I think it'd be a great series. Hey, wasn't that uh, wasn't that series on TV, The Contender? Wasn't that originally a joint venture between Sylvester Stallone and Sugar Ray Leonard? I yeah, think? the very first one was. Yeah. The very first one was. And uh, it, it was successful, and then it went yes. off. Then there were some different variations, and uh, we'll see what happens. But hold that thought. We're going to take a short break. When I come back, I got a couple of the quick news uh, reports. Then we got some emails to read. Then we're going to break down, give you our predictions on, I think, the biggest and uh, most significant fight this weekend, uh, the Cruiserweight Unification Fight, uh, part of the uh, World Boxing Super Series. So uh, don't go nowhere. Billy C. will be right back. Now back to talking Boxing with Billy C., the only radio host man enough to take a punch from Mike Tyson. Wait a minute, man. Hold, hold, hold on there. Jeremy, man, uh, I need you to take this one, all right? Wait, what? What? No way. I, I, I can't do this. Need I remind you I'm Billy C., damn it? Now put on that mustache and get in there. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm Billy C. <laughs> Crap. Undisputed heavyweight champion of boxing talk radio. It's talking boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at billycboxing.com. And uh, we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us today. And uh, just uh, as we kicked off the show, I, I just wanted to uh, make an announcement that we. Uh, have been added to uh, another radio affiliate. And uh, if you guys uh, want to check it out, uh, WSMN1590.com. Uh, it's out of Nashua, New Hampshire. You can listen to it on the dial if you're in uh, the Nashua, New Hampshire uh, area on uh, 1590 uh, AM, WSMN1590. So check it out and uh, reach out to my man George and tell him you can't wait for the Billy C show. Even if you're not in the listening area, just reach out to him. Uh, W-S-M-N. That's W-S as in Sam, M as in Mama, N as in Nancy, 1590.com. That's like an insurance agent, you know, Sal. When you talk to insurance, <laughs> that VIN number is A as in Apple, B as in Boy, X as in yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. You know, it's like, oh, my God. But uh, I get uh, anyway, yeah, I um, Frank Warren uh, announced that... Uh, is uh, the sign sealed and delivered for the IBF World Featherweight Championship between the champ right now, Lee Selby, who's 26 and 1 with nine knockouts, and the IBF mandatory uh, undefeated uh, challenger, Josh Warrington, who's 26 and 0, uh, is taking place on Saturday, uh, May 19th. So uh, uh, another uh, good one uh, there. And um, another thing I want to mention before we get into the emails now, the WBA, in my opinion, is the biggest joke of all the sanctioning bodies. I mean, you know, and I'm saying of all, meaning the top five, and I call the top five the WBC, the IBO, the IBF, the WBO, and the uh, WBA. Those are the five. I put the IBO in there, and the reason why I put the IBO in there, and I say this all the time, is because if you look at their rankings, they are the most legitimate rankings. Their guys, their champions, are not necessarily ranked the highest so, therefore, whether they have a champion wearing their belt or not, at least their rankings show who the best fighters are, and I have to respect them for that. Um, but the WBA had this big uh, thing going on between uh, Manuel Char 
and Frezzaquindo. Now, if you remember, Frezzaquindo, he hasn't fought in three years, but yet he's the WBA's mandatory title challenger for the WBA regular world heavyweight title because the uh, super uh, title uh, belongs to Anthony Joshua. But uh, the regular title holder, uh, it was vacated. Uh, and uh, what had happened was Emmanuel Char uh, got a special uh, okay to uh, to fight uh, Alexander uh, Ustinov. And, um, uh, you know, that fight happened and Char won. And now he has to fight Oquendo. And uh, they're arguing about the purse. And it was all written and everything else. Um, so apparently... Uh, this fight uh, is going to take place now. Manuel Char going up against Frez Aquendo, uh for that regular full title right now. Char has the interim title, of course. Uh, and uh, I would uh, think that you're going to hear about a purse bid because um, Team Char did not want it to be a 50-50 split. And Frez Aquendo has been tossed uh, uh, several uh, uh, just-be-patient money uh, over the last three years. I mean, it's evident. The guy hasn't stepped in a ring I just want to know, so how the hell can you justify or even approve of a world title fight with a guy who hasn't fought in three years? Bill, I wish I was fighting today. It's, it's amazing. I, I can't believe how low, how low the benchmark has been for some of these agencies, some of these uh, sanctioning bodies, I should say. It's just amazing. They just want to do what they got to do for the sake of doing something. And and giving a guy who has been out of the ring for three years a shot at the championship or something, first bout out. It, well, no wonder you got Tyson Fury claiming he wants to fight for the title. He hasn't been even out that long. So it's, um, it's, 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 it's not right. It's definitely not right. Hey, hey, listen. In my opinion, in listen, my humble opinion. Tyson, Tyson Fury not only wants to fight jo Anthony Joshua, he wants a bigger cut of the purse, says he's the real champion. You know, Tyson Fury, Fury I, and I, I got to admit, I was a huge Tyson Fury yeah, fan. I know you were. And and uh, you know, I just, it's embarrassing. He's embarrassing to the sport. And um, I, I'm just glad, he, he you know, I, I'm just glad that, uh, the powers that be over in England aren't going to give him a fast track because that actually ruins the credibility. I mean, the Anthony Joshua-Joseph Parker fight is a legitimate fight. Uh, you know, two young uh, heavyweights. Uh, you know, over here in the States, we got Deontay Wilder fighting Luis Ortiz. Despite Luis Ortiz being 75 years old, I still think it's going to be the toughest fight that Deontay Wilder has been in. So, uh, hopefully... Uh, the two winners will face each other next. So uh, we hope, and then, that's, and then, that's and then, only what we can do. Is yeah, and then, and then maybe, uh, and then maybe Tyson Fury after that. Um, Tyson Fury should be on the undercard of these fights, or, or something like that. Definitely on the undercard when there's a the um, Joshua Deontay Wilder fight. Tyson Fury should be the co-feature. Should be on the undercard. But that's a problem. Tyson Fury thinks he's the main event. Like he thinks they he's the draw. Fight. He thinks you know. And and the thing is, is that by I'll tell you right now, by him saying that he wants, you know, the A billing, he wants more money, et cetera, et cetera, just shows to me that he's doing it for the money. That's it. That's, well, that's it. True, you know, and, and also that he lives in fantasy land. Oh, that, that, that too. Um, let's get some emails out the way. This one's from Jesse. Uh, and by the way, I have the other ones from uh, yesterday we're going to read, uh, which uh, 
I don't really have them in any particular order. So uh, this first one's from Jesse. I always read Jesse's first. I don't know why. I always have. Uh, he says, hey, Billy C. and Sal. You know why? Because Jesse interacts with us uh, he uh, often. He's in the chat room, and, too. Uh, um, he, uh, no, I don't think he's in the chat room. He just uh-huh. interacts with, through email. Uh, he's called a couple of times. but uh, Yes, he has. Anyway, uh, Jesse sa- I think he has. Uh, Jesse says, uh, just a quick point, Billy C. and Sal, I agree with you. <laughs> well, he, I, what I'm about to say, which he agrees with me, um, Sal has always taken the high road. So before I go uh, anywhere else with this uh, sentence, just relax, Sal. Um, Sal has never stated some of the things that I have regarding this topic. He says, hey, Billy C. and Sal, just a quick point. I agree with you, and I'm just going to sub- put my name in there, Billy C., about the cops. They are arrogant show-offs, trash talkers, and hypocrites. I've seen many cops drive past stop signs through red lights, pass me in a no-passing lane, driving over the speed limit, talking on their cell phones, etc., etc., uh, and they can feel that they can do anything and make up, excuse, make up excuses to shoot you, like the video you mentioned. They're a bunch of hypocrites. Um, I just want to say this. Well, I do want to say I, I've seen many cops talking on their cell phones while they're driving, okay? But anyway, and I have seen cops go through lights and stuff without their lights on. But not all of them. Shoot you for no reason. <laughs> there have been. There have wow. Been, it's not funny, wow. but there have been some wow. that have. And that's what brings down all the other cops. But they're not going to shoot you for no reason. Hey, my uh, Robbie Anderson, a Jets uh, uh, receiver, got arrested in Florida uh, for doing something. And, and he said he was feared for his life. Then it comes out that he was threatening to, uh, you know, F uh, the cop's wife and do all this stuff. It's like. Well, you know, you can't get, you know, listen, I don't believe that cops should just pull out their gun and, and throw a slug in you. Uh, but on the other hand, I do believe that you have to show respect to police. I don't feel that you uh, are, are able to spit in their face and have no repercussions. Uh, you know, so I, I want to make that clear. You know, what I don't like is when a cop uh, takes advantage of a situation because he or she is a cop. Um, but that does not give uh, people the uh, right to, uh, um, you know, cross the line. And, and I think that that's, that's a big issue, Sal. Um, you know, where I've seen these riots where, you know, pe- uh, people are in the police's face and they're throwing stuff at them. They're, they're doing this, they're doing that. And all of a sudden the cop will retaliate. And then everyone's, oh, they did it because I'm black. They did it because I'm black. You know, no, no, they didn't do it because you're black. They did it because you threw a, a thing of water in their face. Or you did it because you did, you know, and that's the problem. You know, you got to show a cop respect. If you don't and uh, they do something, you can't blame them. If you are showing respect and they do something, in my opinion, you can blame them. Do you want to comment or not? All I could say is this. I, I, I thank God that I have, and I'm sorry, I've, I've never had uh, a run-in with any police officers or anybody on that level. Uh, and like I said, I, I, I have many friends and relatives that are police officers. And I love our men and women in blue. I support our men and women in blue. And yes, are there a few bad apples? I'm sure. I'm sure of that. I haven't had an experience to have any dealings with those uh, types. But I'm telling you this. The majority of our men and women are police officers. They are there 
for our protection. They are there for our support. They were there for all the good reasons that you would want to believe that police officers represent and stand for, to keep order in a chaotic society. And believe it or not, guys, there's not all, uh, every road down that pathway is not all laid with golden bricks. And it's a rough ride. And you know what? When you look at the, and, and I'm giving the devil's advocate, the other side of the coin. When you look at all the, the wild cards out there today, where a police officer puts on his puts his life on the line for simply stopping a motor vehicleist and going over to the window to ask for ID or so, and then may have to uh, be received with bullets or something. You, it, it's a chaotic society, and there has to be some order. And I think the men and women in blue do the very best job they can. And yes, there are some bad apples. But the bottom line is the majority and the the men and women, what they stand for when they put on that uniform and leave their household every day and hope to come back home to their loved ones. They're regular people that do rise to the super status of trying to keep law and order in a chaotic society. So they have my support 100 percent, Billy C. That's it. Right. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've been very vocal about the ones that crossed the line. But uh, like you said, not all of them do. It's unfortunate that the ones that do get so much publicity and they, they really uh, uh, make it tough for, for the guys trying to do the right thing. You know, I have family members that are, that are in the, uh, you know, that are police officers, uh, one specifically left. I, I, had, I had a whole family last night of police officers visit the restaurant from New York, some active, some retired for 30 years. And I couldn't praise these guys enough. Thirty years. Well, stop. He did on the. I mean, these guys are career. You 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 come away unscathed in in a city like New York after a long career. You're pretty damn good. And uh, you know you try and try and uh, cross uh, cross the T's and dot the I's where you can. And let me tell you something. It's not all fun games for these guys. They've got to document. They've got to write a history book. If they decide to pull a vehicle over. Or if they decide, if they forget about it, if they ever draw their weapon, they got to document everything and anything. They got to be accountable. So, you know, like I said, Bill, there might be a few bad eggs in any industry, any sector, any kind of career. But the majority of what they stand for and what they do to try and protect and help society, you know, I, my hat's off to them. And I'll pat on the back and I'll buy any anybody a meal or anybody a drink. Um, that wears a uniform every day and puts their life on the line. Thank you very much. Well, I tell you right now, that video that Jesse's referring to. Uh, I didn't the, see it, by the well, way. Well, you should because it'll change your opinion uh, about uh, uh, the bad apples because it's not just a bad apple. This guy was a, was an assassin. Uh, he shot that guy in the hallway of that hotel. It was, it was sickening to watch, and uh, it, it definitely uh, uh, puts a, a blemish on all the good cops and uh, – uh, I can't stand it. I, I can't stand. I don't even want to get into. I, I can't yeah, stand let's, when let's... cops are walking around thinking who the hell they are. To me, you know, we talked about this once before. You know, when I was a kid, you were taught if you're in trouble, run up to a cop. They'll help you. They're, they're, I'm not so sure today. I, I'm really not. You know, they're dressed in riot gear. They, they might they might uh, zap you with a, with a, a stun gun. They might spray whoa, whoa, you with some mace. Uh, okay, they might. Yeah, you know, I mean, come on. Why do you why do you think they're dressed in riot gear? Because they've been targets. They've got to be protected. 
they, they, they don't they don't just hey I'm gonna get out there no because guess what they have been targets they've been susceptible and vulnerable to to uh, a brick thrown at them or, or something else you don't know and I'm telling you it, think about this the average police officer he gets up every day he puts his uniform on he kisses his wife or family or girlfriend or anybody and he says goodbye to somebody or he lives alone whatever he does and he's going to do the best job he can and he hopes to return home that night unscathed and undaunted and and maybe uh help helping a few people out there i gotta believe in my heart of hearts unless i'm living in fairyland fairy tale land that a lot of these guys that's their incentive of the day and that's what they can only hope for that they can enhance and they could do some good in society to help people and, and I mean, come on. They're like superheroes or, 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 or uh, there are those. That's the incentive. What, what would somebody want to be a cop for unless he wants to do good for society? Think about it. I don't it's know. It's like who would want to put on a pair of boxing gloves in this world unless they want to be a world champion? Well, that's, uh, even I don't know about that, but I will agree. Most cops, uh, you know, when they get ready to go to work, they, they say goodbye to their wife, they kiss, and then they kiss their girlfriend goodbye. I, I mean, you know, they they, uh, they usually have uh, at least one wife and, and a couple of girlfriends. I mean, I, you know, oh, it's, it's you the cop. You, you tainted the whole damn thing. Let's talk about boxing. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, Jesse, Jesse says, uh, "Hey, Billy." Uh, he says, "Yes, I keep seeing videos." <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Billy, I keep seeing videos on boxes saying they don't watch uh, boxing." Guys like Mikey Garcia, Omar Figueroa, Robert Garcia uh, said his favorite sport soccer, and he really he really didn't like being a boxer when he bo- when he boxed. My favorite sport is baseball, but second would be boxing, and then MMA. Than all the others like NFL, NBA, track, etc. I used to follow NFL and NBA more than boxing, but now uh, that has changed to boxing and MMA. Um, you know, the NFL has uh, pissed off a lot of people, and yes, you know, yeah. I, I, I want to say this, and 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 I know today's show is like, you know, we're talking about everything but boxing, so I'm not going to take any more breaks. But um, here's the thing: remember the XFL, uh, the w, uh, WWF guy, WWE guy, Vince McMahon. Uh, formed the Football League, uh, I guess it's only, almost been 10 years ago, maybe more, uh, of, of t- closer to 20, of XFL. And it was uh, it was kind of crazy. You know, they, they had a scrum to see who gets the ball first. They, they used a, a, you could put, uh, uh, you know, anything you want on your jersey. The, the, the most famous guy had uh, on the back of his jersey, he hate me. Anyway, it was supposed to be a fun <laughs> version of, of football. And it didn't succeed. And the reason it didn't succeed is because people that were into football said, what the hell is this? This is a joke, right? Well, fast forward 20 years, almost 20 years, uh, because he's going to kick it off uh, in 2020. And you look at the NFL, and they've adopted some of the things that the XFL did, like, you know, celebrations and all of this stuff, right? Well, I believe, and I'm going to make a prediction right now, that the XFL this time around is going to succeed. And the reason why it's going to succeed is because people that will watch it will expect to see the type of things that the NFL has switched to that most true NFL fans despise. And you are going to see this version of the XFL do well. That's all I'm saying. 
That's all I'm saying. Is that like arena football? Or no, something? no, no, no. It 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 was played on a, on a regular field. They just did some crazy stuff. The the cheerleaders were real sexy. They played with a black like Harlem Globetrotters. No, 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 no. The the rules were similar, but uh, but different. Uh, I, hey, I you know. know what? Hey, you know you know you know what'll win me? And I'm gonna say it. I'm not afraid to say it. If I see a pregame prayer or standing up for saluting our flag and, and pledge allegiance or, or our star-spangled banner, that'll win me right over. Thank you very much. Well, I, that's what the NFL used to do. I wouldn't that's expect to see you. that in the, in the XFL. But uh, he, uh, anyway, the, we got to get these emails out of the way. Jesse says, my picks this week, Linares over Gesta, Lucas in a split decision over Tua, Usyk unanimous decision over Breedis. Uh Can you break down these fights? Yes, I will break them out in a little bit. Uh, he says, also, uh, I loved your uh, magic machine yesterday. Uh, can you do a dream match between Iran Barkley and Roy Jones and uh, Eric oh, wow. Morales That's against good. Prince Hamed? Uh, yes, I put them on the list. Uh, so uh, you guys can look forward to that uh, next month when we do it. We are going to increase that, but uh, right now we're doing it once a month. Um, thanks for the email, Jesse. This next one is from Willie, who's in the chat room. And by the way, if you're watching or listening, uh, on uh, a stream or the radio or television, whatever. Uh, our official uh, chat room is op up on billycboxing.com. I do comment, uh, uh, you know, sometimes uh, on Facebook Live, uh, like I want to give a shout-out to my main, uh, my man, uh, Michael Corleone, who uh, we're going to be doing an event at his Michael gym. Michael Corleone! And, yeah, we're going to be doing, a, we're gonna be doing a, an event at his gym. I got to get with you, Mikey. Uh, about that uh, he's got a gym down in the city in Manhattan and uh, we're going to be doing something Sal so uh, I'll keep you posted and I promise that I'll get reach reach out to him after the holidays uh, so I, I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to that big time uh, my man Willie says uh, hey Billy C first off hope you're feeling better uh, and uh, please let there be another guy <laughs> show tomorrow uh, Willie uh uh, yeah, I'm feeling better, and uh, you know the the funny thing is Willie kept sending me emails. Ah, oh, you wrote it. Oh, oh, I can't go. I got you know, like I was saying to you, I called Sal. I'm going. I love when these guys, you know, uh, can't. Uh, you know, they make it seem like they they need the show. Uh, like uh, you know, let's see. I have my coffee in the morning and the Billy C show. Otherwise, I can't start my day. You know, but that's uh, funny. That's what I do. I have my coffee in the yeah, morning. I know you I have it during. It. I know. I know. It's a good routine. I love it, yeah, Bill. Yeah. I unfortunately I got to get up at four. I got to get. Up. I'm already coffeeed out by the time uh, I'm done writing the show. But anyway, uh, he says, uh, following a previous email I sent a while ago regarding David Price against Alexander Povetkin, it's a go. They've agreed to fight. The fight's on. Uh, so what I see here is Eddie Hurd maneuvering his chess pieces into uh, place as he starts his campaign to gain control of the entire board, with Price being one of the pawns in the game and being ruthlessly sacrificed and sent to slaughter by the obliging Povetkin, who I suppose is a knight or maybe even a bishop, in Eddie's army, uh, all of the uh, chess analogies from my man Willie. He says, I wonder if Price even realizes that he's a sacrificial pawn in a far border and grander game plan that is being set up by the Grand Master himself, Eddie Hearn, as he strives for a complete domination over the entire boxing world. I still think that Povetkin is being lined up for a shot at Anthony Joshua at some future point. What are your and Sal's thoughts? You know, uh, Alexander Povetkin is a good fighter. I would have much rather have seen him fought Deontay Wilder, um, uh, you know, when they had that chance. But Povetkin's not the same fighter anymore. The last, uh, I mean, listen, he fought that guy with the broken neck. Remember the guy had the broken neck? For, <laughs> can you remember? He got, 
<laughs> he fought. The guy lasted for twelve rounds. When it, when it, he, he could, they, they were giving him. They were giving him uh, practically. The uh, they were practically giving him surgery in the corner. You know, I mean, I never <laughs> saw that, a fight. I, I never, I never saw a fight get delayed so much where they were working on a fighter and then said, okay, continue. You know, I was like, what? what do you mean continue? I mean, how can you continue <laughs> after seven minutes only in Russia? Only in Russia. But, uh, uh, you know, anyway, oh, uh, he's not the same fighter. Uh, so, uh, you know, whatever. Um, he says, um, even, uh, he says, also looking forward, I think Eddie Hearn is going to set up uh, Joshua versus Fury uh, to happen before a Joshua versus Wilder fight. It makes sense because if AJ were to lose, uh, I'm sorry, if AJ were to fight Wilder first, he can lose. I know that it's not likely, but if he, uh, but he could, it's still risky. And let's face it, Wilder is a dangerous fighter. And if that happens, uh, it would make any future bout between Joshua and Fury a lot less interesting as there won't be all the belts on the line and it wouldn't be uh, that big of a money fight, then would it? Just follow the money. He says, imagine if Wilder does win all the belts off of Joshua. Would have to hope that he doesn't run off into distance with them and only fight bums for the next five or ten years just so he can hang on them for as long as possible. What's your guys' thoughts? Um, first of all, my thought... Is that uh, true? Um, I don't think that uh, Tyson Fury deserves a shot at Joshua right now. Uh, but also, if uh, you know Deontay Wilder were to beat Anthony Joshua, there would be a rematch first. I mean, that's first and foremost, unless Joshua. I mean, unless Deontay Wilder retired, because the uh, rematch clause would be in uh, AJ's hands. Um, but uh, as far as Tyson Fury, I think there's always going to be value there, at least domestically in England. Um, but uh, don't count on Deontay Wilder beating Anthony Joshua. I mean, just don't count on it. Uh, Deontay Wilder has not fought anybody of the caliber of Anthony Joshua, and Anthony Joshua has fought way better opposition than Deontay has, and that's the facts, and you can only get better if you fight better opposition. All you got to look, look at Robert Easter. He's a perfect example uh, from this past Saturday. What do you think, Sal? Well... Uh, you know my thoughts. Um, styles make fights. And that's why I often say Billy here, Billy here, see here uh, on the show, is that uh, styles make fights. And, you know, one style may not beat one fighter, but he could fight the guy that beat that guy and win. It just is amazing how styles make fights. And, yes, Maybe Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder have faced different levels of opponents. But I could be sure that Anthony Joshua never fought someone quite as unorthodox as Deontay Wilder. And I could also assume that maybe Deontay Wilder has not fought somebody with the punching power and the, 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 the stoic, basic, uh, looming doom like an Anthony Joshua. So that's why this fight is going to be a great fight. Uh, but I can tell you this, Billy C., as I often have said, I cannot say it's going to be a walkover or layover for Anthony Joshua to beat Deontay Wilder. I think Deontay Wilder is a very dangerous fight for Anthony Joshua because I think with his unorthodox wild style and whoever emailed the, 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 uh, the depiction of Deontay Wilder, yes, fighting like a drunken octopus, that's a very dangerous fighter because he does. He flails and he throws bombs that come out of anywhere, scud missiles, if you will. So 
you know, like I said, it's going to be a great fight. Those individual styles will come together and clash. And I think uh, it's going to be a matter of will. I think it's going to be a matter of uh, perseverance. I think it's going to be a war. Listen, that's my opinion. I, hey, I know, I, I know, and and we're gonna have a, definitely be betting on that fight when it happens. And you and I uh, are gonna be betting. You yeah. know, it's it's gonna be. Uh, I love Anthony Joshua. I'm for, I'm supportive. Anthony Joshua. Stop with is your a BS. Great, great and, and, uh, listen, the other thing is is I, I get your your point about an unorthodox fight, fighter landing a lucky punch, but more often than not, the more finely tuned fighter. Uh, is the guy who has the edge because a wild fighter is susceptible to a guy that can fight. And, and you know, here's a, a, a great examples of that as wild, crazy fighters fighting, you know, uh, really fine-tuned boxers very rarely come out on top unless they land that lucky punch like you suggest. Uh, and I, I just think that's going to be hard for a guy that's, Listen, well, I don't even want to talk about the fight anymore because there's two big fights before that that they both have to get past. It's true. And, uh, true. and we'll it's see what happens because even though Luis Ortiz is 79 years old, he's still going to give Deontay Wilder uh, a big test unless they've already decided that uh, Luis Ortiz is getting a big sack of money to go back to uh, wherever he wants to go to and uh, he's going to lay down because, I, you know, I, I, I just – that's what I believe about Deontay Wilder. That fighter's – have laid down uh, for him. I really do. I, I, I really do. I don't. I don't share that. And I, I think Luis Ortiz is going to be a punching bag for Deontay Wilder to tee off on. That's what I feel. Well, you. Uh, you know, the thing is, is I. I've seen Luis Ortiz fight, uh, and I, I've seen him at his best live, and I've seen him at his worst live, and his best was pretty damn good. But he's not. I, I mean, he. He. He's there. He's going to be there for Deontay to hit. The question is, can he land a punch on Deontay? If he does, Deontay's in trouble. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Um, another Jason email. Point. Good job. Yeah, no. no. Uh, hey, no, thanks. I believe you. Hey, hey, no, thanks. Sure. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, my man Coach says, uh, hey, yeah. Billy C., after years of Mayweather's souring influence and consequence on the sport of boxing, I think the biggest question in boxing today is, will the gods change the current WWE entertainment culture of carefully choosing and picking familiar named opponents to protect their almighty zero and return the sport of boxing back to the a day when the best fought the best. Any chance they skip the torturous and most times unnecessary marination of top fights and actually just get uh, out of the Errol Spence's way and let him fight Thurman and Crawford. What's your thoughts? Um, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Um, obviously, the IBF has uh, shown us that they're not willing to, to do that. Um, you know, I, I've said this many times, Sal. You know, boxing, the beauty of the sport is that when the big fight that everybody wants is over, there's another one that takes its place. It's like a exactly. Pez. It's like a Pez dispenser. You know, you yeah, get that candy yeah, yeah, out, like and that. then another one. Another one's right there. Boom! Oh, it's magic! I got another one right there. You know, and, and uh, that's that's the way boxing is. The truth of the matter is, is that boxing needs 
the big fights. It does not need the marination. Bob Arum, who liked to marinate fights, ruined it by by setting that table, so to speak, and creating the copycats. Floyd Mayweather, uh, you know, as far as his success route uh, worked for him, but now look at all the fighters copying it. Uh, Canelo Alvarez is, is a great example. You know, um, of of trying to marinate a fight. It, it, the 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 people who suffer are the fans, and I just don't see boxing fans continuing to suffer year after year. You know, and stay with the sport. I don't see it lasting. It's not. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying the sport's not going to last. I'm I'm just saying that it's never going to get back to the popularity that it was once. Uh, that it, that it once was, and the reason is because you're not creating lifelong fans with the kind of bullshit that they shove down our throats. What do you think? I think that uh, you make a good case in point. I mean, you know, growing up when I was just a little kid, man, I'll tell you, there was not only fighters with 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 a uh, with a aura behind them, like like growing up, and there was Muhammad Ali, and then right there there was Joe Frazier, and and then there was a middleweight champ. There was there was uh you know there was Carlos Monzon. There was there was uh you know Danny Little Red Lopez. There were there were fighters that brought excitement, and and like I said, most fans could identify and and attach them to a fighter, and these fighters were active, and these fighters put it on the line, and you got in this fighter's corner, and you rooted for them, and you were there in the ring with them, and 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 they were more active. They didn't fight once or twice a year. They were fighting every couple of months, and, and, and it was something to see. They had a natural progression in their path what to be champion or their natural progression of defending their title against top opposition. It was just more of a identifiable uh, uh, game that brought people together uh, at a common ground because there was something in the sport of boxing that attracted a lot of masses. That's all. That's gone. Yeah. Um, another... Uh email this one uh is from uh, uh the subject says new listener and uh it's from uh uh luke he says hey billy c i just wanted to say that i'm loving the show i've only come across your show on my feed and now i'm hooked you know the funny thing is i, I got left hook. you know I, i'm I, the funny thing is is that i hear that any people that most of the time i hear people say they start listening to this show and they become hooked. Uh, so, you know, I, I get criticisms mostly from the YouTubers. Ah, oh, you only got this many subscribers and this and that. And, it, you know, it's, it's it kind of makes me feel like the fighters that, you know, oh, he's, he's good because he's undefeated. And you're looking at all these guys and you're saying, yeah, well, he didn't fight anybody. I, I will say this. At least our subscri subscriber base on YouTube, which is, you know, the smallest quantity of our listener and viewer base. Um, at, at least our subscribers on YouTube never miss a show, all right? And our hits, when you look at the hits on YouTube, it's set. We have, uh, we're a YouTube partner, so we set it. So the view is for 59 minutes or more. So when you see a view, if you see a show that has 300 views, that's 300 people that have watched it for an hour. They've stayed with the show for an hour or more. Uh, wow, you know, I, I, I really wonder how many uh, other ones uh, can say that. But anyway. Wow. Um, that's very nice. He says, uh, uh, I, I'm watching on my feed now. I'm hooked. 
I've been listening to your show for the uh, past few weeks, and it's so nice to find a group of people really in tune with my way of thinking when it comes to the current scene of boxing. Oh, this is interesting. He says, I'm 30 years old, and for 22 of those years, I've been a boxing fan. It was Muhammad Ali that got me obsessed with the sport and all the great uh, past uh, that has kept me interested. There was a bit of dip in the early 2000s, but it was then Ricky Hatton who brought me back to the sport. The last wow. episode, you guys said something really stuck with me when you were talking about Floyd Mayweather and how you become an all-time great. I must say I can't agree anymore. While I freely admit since uh, he thought Hatton, since, since he fought Hatton, I've watched pretty much all of his fights, but not one of them stick out as a great fight. I feel that he has, uh, I feel that he has left two very big scars on the sport of boxing. The first being that you can get bigger than the sport. He somehow has managed to convince the fans and the public alike that he's bigger than the sport of boxing. As you have said yourself, use the phrase, uh, I have beaten everyone I put in front of me. That's actually a, a, a phrase <laughs> I copied from Coach, and I love it. I love it. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, uh, you know, he has beaten everyone. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, <clears throat> I've beaten everybody I put in front of myself. Yeah, of, of, of course you have. Um, and he says, uh, secondly, the obsession with the O, the undefeated streak. Too often have I heard uh, after an undefeated fighter has been beaten, where does he go from here? Uh, what does he do now? What's next? I feel that this is certainly uh, leads certain fighters picking and choosing their opponents as opposed to just fighting. I know this can't uh, entirely be blamed on Floyd Mayweather, uh, but I feel that he's the poster child for a lot of boxers nowadays that are trying to emulate him and he's not someone you should be trying to emulate. As far as I'm concerned, in 10 or 15 years, he's going to be forgotten, but we'll still be talking about the Roberto Durans, the Ali's, etc. And he says, I also right. genuinely believe we'll still be talking about Miguel Cotto. And before I go on, I just want to say I agree uh, with Luke because those fighters that he mentioned were in exciting fights. Floyd yes. Mayweather was never... Well, at least early in his career, he was. He was an exciting fighter. But the latter part, he was not in exciting fights. Now, the reason why fighters emulate Floyd is because he's been so successfully financially. And that's the truth. You know, I, I mean, nobody's going to emulate, uh, you know, him uh, for being an a, a uneventful, an unexciting fighter. But they do want to try to emulate um, his, uh, his ability to, to not get hit. Uh, unfortunately, he runs like a scared little bitch, but that's besides the point. You know, I'd much rather see fighters like Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford who engage and are right in front of you and you can't hit them. You know, Vasily Lomachenko is a great example of the sweet science, a fighter that's two, two inches away from you and you can't hit the guy and he's <laughs> pounding the hell out of you, you know, and, and that's the definition of the sweet science. If you run to the other corner of the ring and your opponent can't hit you, that's great. But guess what? You're not hitting him either. You know, and that's the whole issue that a lot of these young, ignorant fans, specifically the YouTuber fans, uh, don't understand. Um, anyway, he says, uh, despite the popularity here in the UK where I live. See, you know what, Sal? 
We right. should be doing this show in the UK. I wish somebody in the UK, somebody reach out to Eddie Hearn and tell him to put Sal and me on the payroll and we will come out there and do our show from England. I, that's where we belong. I'm sorry. You know, uh, uh, Bunce has nothing on us. I'm sorry. He doesn't. You know, so, I, I mean, come on. You know, but uh, anyway, uh, he says, uh, uh, anyway, where I live, I don't get to speak with many longtime boxing fans. So needless to say, when I hear people talking about Floyd being the best of all time, something inside of me cracks and dies. I do love the coverage that the sport's getting today, especially now in the UK. We have three, sometimes four channels, which will show it. One thing that does surprise me, though, is the almost uh, regression that a lot of fighters are showing today. Uh, a lot of fighters have never been as strong or as healthy as they are today, yet they're so un uh, unactive. The buzz in this country recently has been about the return of Amir Khan, but this is a guy who has barely fought, barely fought in the last five years, let alone two years, and another wannabe Floyd who has uh, parked uh, uh, about how great he's been, yet he's frankly achieved so little. The coverage he gets makes me laugh, considering Juan Manuel Marquez took a fight uh, a few weeks before the last Pacquiao fight and was labeled a bum by the press. I couldn't believe it. A fighter staying active and people were lambasting him. Pure madness. Uh, anyway, you guys put on a great show. I can't stop listening. All the best, and I wish nothing but great things for you. I look forward to seeing uh, what the new year brings for all of us. Luke Thunder Breslin. Luke, we appreciate so the email. Much. And... Uh, I tell you, it's a, it's enlightening, Sal, to hear yes, a, a young uh, a boxing fan like Luke, uh, thirty years old, uh, who's uh, into the sport and is doing what I believe all uh, young fight fans should do. You know, learn a little about the history of the fight game and then move forward. You know, you can't go by what you see in here today. A lot of the stuff is like that show Catfish. You know, uh, oh, I'm, I'm talking to this gorgeous chick. She's loving me. Oh, oh, I want to hey, go I meet her. And it, and, it, and it turns out to be a guy uh, or, or some, uh, uh, you know, not so attractive uh, hot staff, chick. My staff makes a lot of good reference because I, I, I've been catfished once or twice on online dating. I can't even go there right now. I, I tell you, you know, it happens. It happens. It but, happens. Uh, Forget uh, about I, it. You know, I, I, I've always said, and, you know, we're on our 15th year now with this show. And um, we've always had a, a pretty big presence in the UK. And um, I, I really feel that we would do well out there with all of our UK viewers and listeners. Come on, somebody's got to know somebody. Have them reach out to me. We would love to come over, even if it was just a temporary thing for a week. I'd love to broadcast. Um, I, I would love to broadcast out of London. I, I really would, or any place in England, you know, but... Uh, Anyway, I'd give everybody a free copy of my book. How about that? Ooh, maybe oh, that hey, hey, <laughs> That ain't making me no money. But anyway, thanks, uh, Luke. We appreciate it. Hey, you know what? You got to bring your book to the next C Palms uh, event, man. You got to autograph it to people. You, there you go. Are you telling me you didn't get a copy? I know I gave you a copy. You No, I got a copy. You signed it. It's beautiful. I love it. Did you ever I read it? From, Did you ever open it? It's keeping that table level, isn't it? Because of that one <laughs> leg. You know, oh, 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 okay. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, oh, I see. Is that the championship belt I, I awarded you at, at one of the events we did? That's my yeah. championship belt. That's it. That's the title. Oh, God. All right, let me get this one more email out of the way, and then we got to break down this fight, man. We're running out of time. Uh, this one's from uh, my man Matt. Matt from Buffalo. He says, hey, Billy C., 
I just wanted to advise you and the fans of some details about two events that's happening this weekend. First, the WBSS event in the uh, in, in, event in the lack of a U.S. television deal should be on a WorldBoxingSuperSeries.com beginning Saturday at 3:30 p.m. Prior to the audience uh, signing, uh, I used the website and link with great results. Yeah, audience TV. I'm wondering, do I? I um, somebody said something about that. I, I don't know if I have audience TV, but uh, anyway, he says I use the uh, website and link with great results. The stream is legal and it's live. Please note, however, this is only for fans in the United States. You simply go to the website and the stream should be on the main page. Secondly, this Sunday in Buffalo, uh, New York, at the River Works. Uh, is the upstate New York opening round of the Golden Gloves tournament. All of upstate oh, wow. will be represented, and I'll be ringside to enjoy the action. Uh, it's a great venue and part of the upstate New York resurgence. I invite any Billy, Billy C. fans that can make the event. In any case, all fans should support amateur boxing across the nation. I agree with that. And give those guys my best, uh, Matt, because uh, I have worked with Bob and uh, some of the other guys involved with the uh, uh, upstate amateur uh, series uh, with the uh, amateur fighters. Uh, we've uh, crossed paths. They've always said that they were going to uh, try to get me to go up there. Never uh, have uh, uh, fulfilled it. Also, look, the Buffalo uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, those guys. Oh, God, I apologize. I forget uh, my man's name. Uh, so, uh, forget his first name, but his last name is Green. So, Mr. Green, uh, I wish that uh, uh, we could uh, get something going there. He says, by the way, Sal, since you get since you get my movie quotes all the time, name this one. <laughs> Sal knows this one. I'll tell you right now. He says uh, uh, he wants you to name this movie, Sal. A man's got to know his limitations. A man's got to know his limitations. That's Clint Eastwood. Of course it's Clint In Eastwood. In one of the Dirty Harry series. That's right. That's right. That's right. Matt, thanks. I love that quote. No, I know. You've used it. You've used it. That's why I laughed. Um, a great email and uh, appreciate it, Matt. Email. Thank you, buddy. And enjoy your uh, uh, enjoy the uh, uh, amateur uh, events up in uh, Buffalo this weekend. Um, all right. Speaking of this weekend, we got uh, a big fight with the World Boxing Super Series. There are also uh, Jorge Linares uh, against uh, Mercito Gesta on HBO. So uh, we'll be talking about that on Monday. But the fight that I really uh, am looking forward to is the unification uh, for the World Boxing Super Series, and that. Uh, boys and girls puts uh, Alexander Usyk against Marius Bar Barris Breedis, uh for uh, the unification of the WBO and WBC World Cruiserweight titles. Uh, it is the next uh, leg of this tournament, which has been nothing less than uh, a success. Uh, when I take a look at these two guys, uh, the first and foremost, uh, I'll give you their final press conference quotes. Uh, he says... Uh, uh, Alexander Usyk says Breedis is a good fighter, but the only thing uh, he has uh, is what I want, and that's his belt. I'm looking forward to fighting uh, in Lativa. It's going to be a great event. I'm sure there will be a lot of people coming from the Ukraine to support me. People can look forward to an entertaining fight between two world champions, both of us eager to qualify for the final and win the Muhammad Ali Trophy. This is what, one of the reasons I love this tournament. Uh, it has put a lot of fighters with titles in there, not knowing who they're going to fight next, and they've all jumped at the opportunity. 
Uh, no U.S. fighters, by the way. No U.S. fighters. We had the one guy that, that was that, t- that's taken so out. Yeah, and this was so sad that the United States was not able to uh, to to make a stand and show that they're not a bunch of pussies like I say they are uh, when it comes to fighting the fights uh, just to prove that they're the best. They'll fight the fight for the money, but they won't fight to prove that they're the best. They'd rather fight the uh, uh, cab driver than uh, than a real fighter. These guys are both champions, both badasses. I'm going to get to it in a second. Marius Breida says, It was one of my dreams as a fighter to be part of one of the greatest fights of all time. I hope this fight will be a Hall of Fame fight. Uh, it has all the ingredients to become a classic. Usyk was, an excellent, uh, was excellent as an amateur, and he has been great as a professional. It's going to be a tough challenge, but I believe that I have what it takes to beat him. Both these guys are recognizing that they're in tough fights. Both these guys are looking forward to the challenge, and both these guys are challenging themselves. What makes a better fight than that, Sal? I mean, geez, you know, when you got two fighters that are both champions, both challenging themselves, both going at it. Jeez, I feel like Vince McMahon. Jesus, me, Gene. You know, but uh, uh, I tell you, I, I can't, uh, I can't uh, give these guys enough credit. But in any event, uh, Alex Usyk, Alexander Usyk, he's the WBO cruiserweight champion. Uh, he's thirty-one years old. He's ranked by the computer at number one, numero uno. He's six foot three, southpaw. His record: thirteen wins, no losses. Eleven of his wins coming by knockout. His last four fights were against all good opposition. Uh, beginning with uh, September of 2016, he he fought Christoph Glowacki and uh, won a 12-round decision. Um, that was actually the first time he went the distance, and that's when he picked up the WBO Cruiserweight title. His next fight, Fabrizio Machunu, uh, another good fighter, uh, knocked him out in nine. He also went the distance in his next fight in April of last year against Michael Hunter, a very highly touted United States prospect. Uh, and uh, Michael Hunter fared very well uh, against Usyk going the distance, but Usyk won the fight. In his last fight, he beat one, who I had thought was one of the best cruiserweights in the last several uh, years, maybe even the last decade, uh, in Marco Captain Huck. He knocked out Captain Huck in the 10th round. Uh, Captain Huck uh, also challenged for a world heavyweight title. Uh, so uh, uh, Usyk, uh, uh last four fights all against uh, good opposition. Now he goes up against uh, Marius Breedis, uh, who's the WBC world cruiserweight champion. He's ranked at number two in the world. Sal, how much better can you get when you're That's fighting good, in a tournament? You're fighting a unification, and you got the computer ranked number one, fighting against the computer ranked number two. Isn't this what boxing's all about, Sal? I mean, this really, it, don't Sal. you think? This is it. This is this is music to music to me is. I mean, I, it, 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 no, listen, great. you can't you can't ask for a better matchup than uh, than one versus two, especially no. when it's uh, a computer ranking number one against number two. Anyway, Marius Breedis, he's a little older, and if you notice, but like I said, uh, Usyk is thirty one, uh, Breedis is uh, thirty three, and he's uh, a little shorter, six foot one, orthodox fighter. Uh, he, uh, like I said, is ranked number two. His record, he too is undefeated, 23 wins, no losses. Uh, he went the distance, ironically enough, in his very first professional fight, a four-round uh, 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 decision, and then he went the distance, uh, 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 you know, not too long after that. He did fight a uh, longtime uh, journeyman, Danny Williams, and, and knocked him out. But Jeremy uh, Omuna, 
uh, he went uh, eight rounds with, and then uh, went all the way up until 2014 when he fought a tough Ismail Abdulzar uh, and went the distance with him. Um, a big, uh, his four biggest wins, uh, and I believe that three of his last four fights were against top opposition, um, but one fight that I'm giving him credit for is the current WBA interim heavyweight champion. He beat and knocked out Manuel Char in the fifth round of a scheduled eight-round fight back in 2015. But the four fights uh, that he fought, his last four fights, the three of them that I give him big credit for, in May of 2016, he fought um, uh, Odura uh, knocked him out in nine to pick up the silver belt of the WBC, which is their version of an interim title. And then in his last two fights, Marco Captain Huck, he went the distance with in April of last year. And then in his last fight, which was part of this tournament, he fought Mike Perez. Mike Perez looked great. He was a heavyweight that dropped down, looked great. I always liked the Cuban Mike Perez. He was never really um, uh, mentally, just didn't seem like he was into it as a heavyweight. Came back as a cruiserweight, looked really good. I liked this fight. It was an entertaining fight, but Breedis won the fight. That brings us uh, uh, to uh, this matchup. Who's going to win? This is a tough fight to pick. I believe it's a truly 50-50 fight, but at the end of the day, uh, and, and and I do believe that somebody's uh, somebody's going to go down in this fight, uh, if not out. I mean, it, you just can't when you're looking at um, Breedis with a 78% knockout ratio, and you look at um, Usyk with an 85% knockout ratio. Both similar in size, both similar in in uh, uh, age, both similar similar in their level of opposition. Somebody's going going to sleep. I, I, you know, maybe they can drag themselves up and make it to the end. But there's going to be some guys knocked down. I wouldn't be surprised if they both hit the canvas. At the end of the day, I'm picking Usyk to win this fight, and he's going to walk away, uh, heading to the Muhammad Ali round, and uh, he's also going to be going, uh, leaving that ring with two belts, the WBO. Uh, and WBC cruiserweight titles. No disrespect to Breedis, uh, and I'm sure he will get a chance right away. But either guy will leave a winner, in my opinion. Sal, do you have any thoughts on this fight? I think you covered it all, Bill. I I, I think that uh, it should be a great fight, and I uh, hope we can see it. And uh, I I tend to think that Usyk is going to also come out uh, as the winner. Yeah, I think uh, I think Usyk. Uh, you could make the statement that he's, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the going to get the edge. You know, I got somebody uh, in the chat room right now, and I just happened to notice he was he was. I was referring to Buncey, the Buncey Hour, and and that's a a boxing uh, expert over in England. And actually, Steve Bunce was his first name is Steve. Steve Bunce was uh, going to come on my show one time. And uh, something happened, and, and we never hooked up uh, again after that. Uh, but uh, uh, I think uh, this guy, uh, JB, thinks that, uh, uh, thinks that uh, Steve Bunce is uh, uh, better than we are, Sal. You know? But uh, I, think that we could, I think that we could go over in England, Sal, and top uh, Steve, Steve Bunce on the Buncey Hour. I, I, I think that we should go and join Steve Bunce. Let Steve Bunce... You know, let us come over and, and hang out. I just want to go to England. Absolutely. I want to go to England, let us, Sal. Let's follow the Buncing Ball. Yeah, let's follow the Buncing Ball. But uh, come on, man. We're, we're, come on, man. We're, we're, you know, bun hey, Buncy, Buncy wants to do 
These guys should know. If you're in England, you should know that Bunsey likes to do the ringside commentating now, man. He likes to doing that. You know, I, we should be doing our daily show in England. That's what I think. The, the, the fans here in the United States don't appreciate it. The young YouTube fans, they don't care. You know, they all they care about is the rhetoric and smokescreen that they've been shoved down their throats. They drink that Kool-Aid. They they all they all talk about race card and all about this. You know, it's 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 terrible. They bring it up when it shouldn't be brought up. And uh, I want to go to a place that you know you can be yourself. And and England seems to be that place. But uh, anyway. Would you go to England? Why don't you? Why, why don't we go to I England? Maybe we should just go there. We should go to England to uh, to uh, do a show. I'd go there for uh, for a couple of weeks, and uh, I would love that. That'd be great. And um, I'd I'd like to take a, a visit to Italy too. But uh, you know, definitely England would be uh, be good. Well, listen, is, aren't they close to each other? <laughs> Hey, hey! Why we're uh, why we're on that side of the pond? Why why we're uh, why why we're over there? We'll we'll go, but no, listen. Over there, we're gonna do some European uh, further visit. Sal, let's be real. You know, we're talking boxing, right? Uh, Boxing originated. Well, they it did originate. No, it did. I was just gonna say. Well, well, honestly, it it originated in Italy in the Roman Empire. But um, but the truth of the matter, (laughs) boxing as we know now originated in England. And, yes, uh, it did. Uh, it did. you know, uh, uh, the, the father of boxing and, and, and the truth, the truth of the matter is, is that, um, you know, I, I just think that we, we should go like my man, Tom Mono. We should just go over to England Absolutely. and start just saying we're here, you know, and, uh, and, and do it. There are Marcus Queensberry belts, designer belts. You know, I, I, hey, leave the queens out of this. I, I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to rock. Any, I don't want to rock any boats, Sal. Hey, I mean, I mean, co- you, know what? you and I, we should design a belt called the Marcus of Queensberry on a on a buckle and have all the rules and regulations into the belt etched and all that. I think that'd be great. I gave everybody an idea right now. Now, now, my man JB in the chat room is offering us. He's got a spare room in his house. He wants to rent to us. I mean, come on. We, we don't want, we don't want to rent. We want somebody to we want somebody to sponsor us. Come on, man. Hey, what, they they, 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 they want to. euros over there. I thought I thought only the United States people were were greedy bastards. You know, I guess they're oh, just I, as greedy hey, over I there. The room, huh? Don't listen to him. I, I I'm used to that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I and and I, let me just say this: we don't need another belt. We got so many belts. I mean, come on, man. There's too many belts. Marcus a Queensberry belt. That would be great. Hey, did you ever? Did you ever watch? Did you, did you ever watch on on uh, what the hell channel it is? It's on. Um, it's like a, an adult Adult Swim. Mike Tyson has a cartoon called Mike Tyson miniseries. <laughs> Did you tell me about this? It, no. it, it is. It, you gotta. It is the funny. Somebody I, told I, me I, about no. that just last week. I, I had no idea. I, let me tell you something. On TV. It's 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 on uh, Swim TV. It's the here I am and promoting it is Mike them. Tyson doing Mike Tyson. No, it's Mike Tyson, and it is the funny. Some of the they stuff that they taller. say. Oh, it's 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 edgy, but the stuff is so funny. But they have a character called the Marquis of Queensberry, Mar- and oh, and he's you. a ghost, and uh, it's it's the funny. Ghost. If any of you guys out there have never seen it, you have to see. Remember, remember Scooby Doo, the, yeah, the mystery. I'm a Scooby-Doo you know, fan. like it's a mystery. Well, that's kind of like what they are. They they go and solve these mysteries, you know, and uh, oh, uh, it's great. funny. How funny great shit. is that? It's funny. It's only fifteen minutes an episode. I record a whole bunch and then sit there and watch and laugh my, laugh Are you my ass. Yeah, oh yeah, Somebody they're funny. Somebody came into the pizzeria the other night. Who was it? 
Somebody just told me about that. Actually brought it up on their phone. I was cracking up because I saw it was Mike Tyson. He was talking like this and that. And, and it, it was unbelievable. Uh, and I, I, I said, this is really on TV? Well, the funny thing is, is he, he they cut they cut up on himself. He cuts up on himself. And, well, he's uh, self-deprecating. That's why, everybody, that's why everybody loves George Foreman when he came back. Everybody's going to love Mike Tyson in his in his re-debut as a humanitarian and entertainer. <laughs> Look at JB those movies. The 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 what was the movies called? What he uh with those guys they were going to Vegas, they were they were drunk or knocked out. Ha- hangover. Ha- hangover. Hangover. But listen, Tyson this was guy, a pisser to hang over the lion. Oh no, he was great in the first one. Listen, I mean, this guy this, my man J B in the chat room, he's trying to justify he's trying to justify because I was busting his chops. He wants to rent us the room, right? And he's going, It's capitalism. We're in a capitalism country. He's going, Come JB, on. I'll my mortgage is high. He's, he's going, My mortgage is high. He's, hey, listen, man. You know, listen, I'll tell you what. I, I, I know that if we can get, if somebody can come over, if somebody will get us to go over to England, right, and put us in a studio for a week, you know, and let us do our show out there as a trial basis, I will definitely pay JB 50 bucks and I'll spend one, at least one night there or 50 pounds or whatever the hell they I'll pay they, him more than what, that. We'll give him 50 Monopoly. Hey, we'll give him $50 worth of Monopoly money. That That's what they use over in England, right? They don't have real money over there. Oh, a pound, easy, a pound easy, isn't money, is easy. it? You know, I, I don't know. Just show I, me a field. I want to bring my metal detector yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. Detector. Well, I'll tell you, if anybody <laughs> can detector. get thrown out of a country pretty quick, it'll be me and you, Sal. You'll come with a metal detector. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. Next, thing, next thing you know, we'll be uh, you know getting in trouble. But uh, anyway, on uh, this day, January 26th in boxing Start history. If you try to buy two, things with pounds, it will be. Yeah. On, on this day, January 26th in boxing history on 2002, Vernon Forrest wins a 12-round decision over Sugar Shane Mosley to win the vacant IBF World Welterweight title, and that took place at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Uh, just a, a note, uh, such a shame uh, would happen to Vernon Forrest, uh, uh, mugged and shot to death at a gas station. Uh, a, a very uh, terrible, terrible uh, situation to snuff out that man's life. And uh, I will say this about Sugar Shane Mosley. Sugar Shane Mosley, as a lightweight, uh, really uh, was one of the best lightweights. There, there was, I, I could not get enough of Sugar Shane Mosley uh, as a lightweight and then a junior welterweight. Once he moved up to welterweight and beyond, he was just never the same fighter. But Sugar Shane Mosley uh, as a lightweight was extremely talented. And uh, if you didn't get to see him in those days, uh, punch up some of his fights because uh, they were uh, they were ex- excellent fights. Loved Sugar Shane Mosley, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of people forget him already. Already, he's, he's hardly been out of the sport uh, that long. Anyway, uh, also on this day in uh, 1914, uh, Percy Jones wins a 20 round decision over Bill Ladbury uh, to win the world flyweight title, and that took place in London, Sal, right where our next home, <laughs> where we're going to be living. You'll be making pizzas. You'll be showing the people in London what a real pizza tastes like. Uh, on this spot day, on, spot on in nineteen, spot on there, mate. Uh, on uh, <laughs> on this day in nineteen ninety one, uh, Robert uh, Quiroga wins a twelve round split decision over Vincenzo Balacastro to retain his IBF World Super Flyweight title, and that p- took place in Sicily, Italy. He would uh, fight his last professional fight. On January 7th in 1995 and finished his career with a 20 win and two uh, record. 
He was uh, stabbed to death outside of a party on August 16th in 2004 at the young age of 34. Jeez, I wonder why I added that little uh, happy tidbit at the end of this one. Uh, and finally, on this day, in, uh, on January 26th in 1952, Vic Tawil wins a 15-round decision over Peter Keenan to retain his world bantamweight title, and that took place at Rand Stadium in Johannesburg, South Africa, on this day in 1952. I just want to say I'm glad that we're back. We'll be back for the whole week next week. And uh, you guys uh, enjoy the uh, World Boxing Super Series fight. Uh, if you can watch it uh, here in the States, there are some fights on HBO. Sal and I will be breaking them down and giving you our opinions. Sal, let's, get our, let's brush up on our English because uh, we're yes. going to have to go to England. But uh, hopefully we can go. But, uh, hey, listen, you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the fights. Make sure you tune in. Monday morning, same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.